Our guest today is no stranger to science fiction or pop culture. He's played many iconic characters, some of which include The Predator and Friday the 13th, Jason Voorhees. Today, we're just saying with Derek Mears. Today, we have with us the incredibly talented Derek Mears. He is an actor, a stuntman, improv comedian, and now a superhero. Derek, welcome. And how are you doing? How has the whole lockdown been treating you? Uh, I basically, during the lockdown, I have been staring at a blank wall, losing my mind. Uh, the only place I've gone is basically the grocery store, and it is just frustrating. It's difficult to get uh, job offers, and I have to pass on them because it's we're in the middle of a pandemic, and we have the highest numbers in our country, which is mind-blowing. It's very depressing. But uh, I am looking forward to having things uh, hopefully become better soon and uh, get back to work and start telling stories again. Right. So, you know, you've probably played one of the biggest bad guys of all time, uh, at least in the horror franchise, Jason Voorhees. What was it like playing Swamp Thing, the good guy of the swamp this time? My approach to Swamp Thing uh, was... I was very unique and I, I learned something from it this time around where I've been so fortunate in my career to play so many different iconic characters like Jason Voorhees, the Predator, Robocop, all kinds of characters that people already know before I play the characters. So there's a mythos to those characters that already exists. So approaching Swamp Thing, uh, besides the given material from what the writers created, uh, a lot of times when you approach an iconic character, you're gonna draw from any different type of uh, creative source that's already been there, like uh, uh, the, the comic books, the movies, uh, anything I can get my hands on. But this time around, when I got cast as Swamp Thing and it was announced, I got a lot of personal emails or direct messages on my social media from fans saying, oh, you're the right guy. Here's what Swamp Thing means to me. And I realized that we that with the character, in a sense, I'm basically borrowing other people's memories or I'm a guest to their memories where they all, there would be stories about, like I would go see Swamp Thing with my father in the movie theaters when the Swamp Thing movies came out. Uh, it was our favorite VHS would watch over and over until he passed away. Or Swamp Thing really gave me an identity because between their different sexualities or different uh, races or appearances that they felt like an outcast, but Swamp Thing being that he was uh, 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 this muck-encrusted mockery of a man, he, that he gave me like, a sense that he was speaking, uh, my voice was speaking through him, or he was speaking for us. So when I was making the giant soup that is the character of Swamp Thing, besides taking the creators of the different mediums, the artists, the writers, the directors, I took what the fans were saying and some of the certain themes that appeared over and over and added that in because I realized with these iconic characters, they're iconic for a reason. They're gonna play, even after I'm done playing the characters, there's gonna be more incarnations of them. And my job as an actor is to respect people's memories of that character and their relationship and to do the best job I possibly can representing them. So in a sense, I'm a fan representing the fans. So. Eddie Bean plays Alec Holland, and Alec Holland then becomes Swamp Thing, who you play. 
Um, did you ever have a discussion with uh, Andy on how your characters basically are the same person? And, you know, how, how did you create that character? Uh, we talk more, Andy and I talk more about the relationship between uh, uh, being Alec Holland in general. Uh, we had a lot of uh, long uh, existential conversations uh, about how to uh, approach what was happening with the character. And uh, the one thing about Andy, which is so special, is as an actor, he even offered me, he goes, look, I, I'll show you all my journaling notes or everything I've kind of come up with a character if you want to look at that. And to have him explain his process to me as another artist and be completely self-serving or self-sacrificing and opening himself up to share that inner process and what he had accomplished with it was just mind-blowing for me. So, so yeah, we, we did a, a bit, but also we would, from time to time we'd go to dinner and I wouldn't tell Andy, uh, like I would sit there eating sushi, watching how his body movements and how he would uh, 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 move around. So to help encompass when I play Alec Holland, to incorporate some of those movements or tells that it is the same guy. You are no stranger to iconic characters. Um, what was it like auditioning for Swamp Thing? When I went in, uh, I had originally a, a little scene they put together uh, to perform in front of the uh, writers, producers, showrunners. And uh, as I was doing, I explained to them because a lot of my career, I've worn so many prosthetic makeup uh, pieces before. I go, look, you don't know exactly what it's going to be until the prosthetic pieces are on because sometimes they might be stiffer or, stiffer, or they might not work uh, as well as intended. So you have to be able to kind of reset your balance for your acting for what's neutral. And when you look in the mirror, the makeup's on, it's going to change what you do. So you know how to turn it up, but you still want to uh, turn it up or turn it down, but you want to keep it very subtle. So it's realistic. So you're basically who you are as a person. It has to reset once you have the makeup on to, to uh, approach the performance. And so I explained that ahead of time. Uh, I did the audition and the next day they called me and asked me back to do the audition again with some uh, additional material with another actress to play off of so we have the, uh, uh, the emotional romantic connection and it went really really well and I'm still even though we've shot the entire series I'm still blown away that I got the role and the opportunity to play Swamp Thing. Right. And speaking of prosthetics, you've spent a lot of time in prosthetics and, you know, as Swamp Thing, underwater as well. You know, were there many challenges that you faced? <laughs> so many challenges. Uh, I think it's important to wear a practical suit in a, in a show, especially like this, because we have that romantic connection and involvement that you really need someone there inside the suit because you you can feel what's going on it, it sounds strange but if there's a, a if it's cg you don't get the depths that you normally would when you're connecting with someone so when you know that there's someone there inside the suit emoting and having these emotional experiences it gives the other actors something to play off of in a more realistic fashion and yes wearing the suit was extremely difficult but also extremely rewarding I've worn a lot of different prosthetic suits throughout my career, and the suit that Fractured Effects made is one of the best suits I have ever worn. It was so easy to be able to emote and capture different emotions through the makeup. And some of the times uh, when I'm having an emotional scene, it's difficult because it's already hot 
because you're going in and out of water that's heated and no matter what you're always going to be warm but when you hit some of the uh when swamp thing is going through parts of his own existential crisis the emotional levels inside your body raise so high and your body doesn't know the difference between you acting and it being real and so that energy of being manic and stressed and and sad there's nowhere for that energy to go so you kind of start to cook inside the suit and there have been many times i would yell cut and have like a fan come over or just like an oxygen tank to kind of replenish myself it was challenging but extremely rewarding so you know you've played the villain many times aside from jason you know you've kind of been the villain and predator as well and then you were in alita battle angel um what is it like playing the villain is uh letting that monster out of the cage uh i know it sounds weird but uh being that i'm 65 and 230 pounds and i look like a murderer in my normal life I, I try to go out of my way to make people feel comfortable and, and happy. And so when I get to play these villains, uh, at first I find the humanity in them to go, because no villain ever sees themselves as a villain. But when you're in that moment of whatever's happened in the scene, you kind of let that monster out of the cage where you're not worried about hurting people's feelings anymore going, oh, I'm going to step on the gas of being scary and letting this aggression out. So it's very uh, psychologically cathartic, I guess. Were you ever a fan of DC Comics? And if you were, if you were, which DC character would you, other than Swamp Thing, like to play? Yes, I am a fan of DC Comics. I actually grew up, the way I learned how to read was through comic books. And I've read so many Batman. I remember seeing Swamp Thing. Uh, I bought a Swamp Thing uh, issue before I could read. Uh, because I saw Batman was on the cover. I think it was issue seven. And I'm like, wait, Batman, but that scary green guy's there. Like, oh, he's a villain. And oh, wait, he's a good guy, but he looks so scary. And it was a big learning lesson for me about, uh, uh, you know, judging a book by its cover in a sense. Because uh, later on, when I learned to read, I went back and figured out what the words were and it helped out a lot. But playing any character from, um, from the DC universe, that's a really good question. Uh, I don't know. Don't tell anyone, but I really dislike Superman. I'm a big Batman fan, but I'm not a Superman fan. And I think it would be hilarious if at some point I got to play Lex Luthor because I, in real life, like I'm not a fan of Superman. So I think it would be hilarious to go, ah, Superman, uh, to me anyways. So Swamp Thing has an amazing power set. What would you say is his greatest power? Oh, I have never been asked this before. That's really cool. I think his best power is his humanity, is his heart, because that motivates him. If you have that power of a god, but you have that, it's, it's wild, the, the love that he has for Abby Arcane, that as human beings going, if we're in a sense connected to everything or in a sense we're a god, what makes love so special? And in my opinion, it's almost like a narrowing of focus. If you can feel love and connected to everyone in the world, but what if you're able to pull that focus in and make it a single solid beam on one person that, that fuels your heart? So to me, even though he can teleport, he can communicate with plants, he can make uh, vegetation grow, he's, he's, he's the, the avatar of the green. The thing that makes him the most special is his heart. 
Now, maybe taking a little bit more of a serious note, you've spoken about your childhood in the past and, you know, something is a superhero, he's a good guy, but he's a bit of an outcast. And you've spoken about that before. What was your childhood like? You know, has that helped you in your career? Uh, growing up, uh, I have a disorder called alopecia, which who, people who don't know means my hair basically falls out or my body sees my hair as a, uh, of a foreign entity and rejects it. So I don't shave my head or anything like that, though in the last like six years, I've been able to grow a little bit of facial hair, which is really weird. You know, it's like at an older age going through puberty, strange. But when I was a kid, I was the different kid. I was the, I felt like the outcast because it wasn't acceptable to be bald uh, at the time for a child that looked the way that I looked. So the longest time I thought I was the monster or I was the different person. But as I grew up and I eventually moved to Los Angeles with performing and uh, doing acting and improv comedy, I realized and went, wait a second, what I thought was my biggest uh, negative trait has actually become my biggest positive trait because it doesn't matter what I, I mean, to look different, that's a good thing because we're all insecure about something. Either we're too tall or too short or too wide or too thin. Uh, we're worried about our teeth or whatever. But I realized that, oh, that's just being human. We're all insecure about something. And this is the clay that I was giving or the character that I was given to play. And I can't control that. So I'm going to step on the gas pedal and be me 100%. And I try to talk about it as much as I can just to let people know that, again, like I said before, whatever it is they're dealing with, that it's going to be okay. And to whatever it, that makes you different, please step on that gas pedal and embrace it because that's what makes you unique and that's what makes you a human. That's what we all are. Okay, last question before we go. Um, Derek, what can fans expect from Derek Mears in the future? Honestly, I, I've never been an actor who's thought ahead where it's like in five years I want to be here to me I've been spiritually working on just surrendering and seeing what comes next and really focusing on being in the moment but ultimately even when I was a child my mother asked me what do you want to do or what do you want to be when you grow up uh at the time I remember playing like Dungeons and Dragons and role-playing games with my friends and I said to her I go look I don't need to be rich or famous I would like to make enough money just to survive, but ultimately I just want to play with my friends and create. And that's what I've been doing. And that's what I've been doing my entire career. I don't have any expectations about what's coming next because each job could honestly be my last. And even if it was the case, which I don't believe it is, we'll see. Uh, uh, it's been an amazing run. I've got to meet so many different amazing artists and people and fans around the world and hearing how the stories that we've told them affects them, moves me beyond words. So I don't know what's next. I don't know what to expect, but whatever it is, I will give my 100%, but know that I'm going to know if it's something that I accept to do, that I'm going to have a playground and I'm going to play the best way that I know how. Thank you very much, Derek, for joining us. And so Swamp Thing is now available on Warner TV and a new episode airs every Wednesday. So catch Derek Mears as Swamp Thing on Warner TV. Derek, thank you very much and have a great week.